When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. All right, now we're going to talk some tennis. It's one of the biggest highlights on the summer sporting calendar in New Zealand. The stars of world tennis descend on Auckland and the fans flock to Stanley Street to watch them kick their gear off vying for the ASB Classic title. As it did too many things, COVID halted the event but it's back with a new tournament director. But already the same level of stars keen to show out. Nicholas Lamperin is the tournament director, and he's with us now. Morning, mate. Hi, good morning. How are you? Yeah, very good. Thank you so much for, for joining us, mate. Hey, uh, give us a bit of a uh, chat about yourself, mate, your background and, and how this came about for you, the, the tournament director for the ASB Classic. Um, well, basically, my I've got a bit of a history with uh, with New Zealand when I, when I first came about 20 years ago. Um, I was here as a as a student at uh, AUT for one year, and then I went on to uh, working at different different jobs in in Europe and, and around the world, mostly in uh, athlete representation. Uh, so I worked with with some of the the biggest names in the sport. You know the standard Rinka, um among others, um, and also um, I worked at a, another uh, ATP tournament in, in Croatia in, in Umag. So when the uh, opportunity came up, uh, for me it was it was just the the, the the perfect timing. But you know, returning to New Zealand and and being able to uh, to work in a in, in a field that I that I have a, a passion for. Hey Nicholas, we are familiar with the tournament, and um, what, what's the potential given that now that you know about that tournament here in New Zealand? Well, the, the, the tournament has a, has a huge potential, uh, as you may know. It's uh, it's all about the uh, the entertainment, both uh, on and off the court. Um, it's really an event that you know people people are looking forward to uh, to attending it every single year, and, and we can feel that there's a lot of excitement about the fact mm. that the, the, the tournament is coming back. Uh, the, the same is happening on, on the players' side. I think they, they missed the event over, over the last two years. And, uh, you know, when, when we first approached them back, back in March uh, to, to tell them and, and make sure the, the, the tournament was, was in their radar, 
uh, most of them were, were, were really happy about, about the news. Oh, mate, it's one of the great events. I've been uh, the last time it was actually held, and honestly, the weather's shining, the beers and champagne's flowing. You just can't beat it in Auckland. Watching Serena Williams last time she was here. Serena Williams. So you've announced Coco Goff as, as the major draw card. Um, mate, uh, that's obviously great news for the ASB Classic. Um, obviously encourages a lot of fans to come and witness some of the best tennis players. But is there anyone else? Is uh, anyone else on the radar? And, and how, how difficult is it for you to... Uh, encourage these players uh, to head over to New Zealand and, and play in the Classic? It's, uh, well, it's, it's a long process because, you know, we've just got to make sure it, it fits within within the schedule. Um, yeah. And every player has, has, a, has a different way of organising it, its season and, and its, um, its, its tournament. So, you know, we, we get in contact with the agents. Uh, we obviously discuss about the terms and then, uh, and then we, we, we're trying to move forward. So, very, very pleased to uh, to be announcing uh, Coco Goff yesterday. She's probably one of the hottest mm. name in in women's tennis these days. Um, she's she's only 18, and and people tend to forget about this. You know, she she, uh, she had her first uh, breakthrough when she was 15, um, and and this year has been amazing with the first Grand Slam final, and she'll mo- most likely be be in the top 10 by by the end of the season. Um, we have some other exciting names uh, signed up already. Uh, which we will be uh, announcing in, in the next few weeks. Hey, Nicholas, Ooh. how hard is it to find the revenue to, to actually attract all these top players down here in New Zealand? Well, we, we've had some uh, really good surprises on the, on the sponsorship front. Um, I have to say probably 90% of the, the, the sponsors were there back in, in 2020 are, are still there with us. Uh, some of them even to a, to a higher level. Um, and we've been able to secure uh, three new ones. So we, we're, we're very happy about where we are in terms of uh, the, the revenue for, for the tournament. Hey, Nicholas, the women's draw, I've, I've noticed over the last couple of years, it's probably more been more attractive for the women's players to come over here and, and play. Is, it, is, it, is there a reason why the men's? You're probably not attracting the same caliber in the men's side. There, there is a, a very uh, simple reason. Uh, it's mm. the, the the place in the calendar. So week one for the women, it's probably one of the best week of the year um, because you you're coming from your off season. You need some matches, and then you have a week in between the the tournament and, and the Australian Open. So for all, all the top players, it's it's actually the the, the perfect schedule. On the men's side, it's slightly different. Um, you know, most of the biggest stars might potentially play the ATP Cup in Australia. It's a team competition. It's played over 10 days. They could potentially play a lot of matches. And, and, and some of them don't want to play too many matches before the Australian Open. So they, they would decide to go straight to Melbourne and, and train there. So the, the men's week is, is always a bit more challenging. Um, but it's still some great opportunities in, in the marketplace. I mean, we, you, you may have seen that we've announced uh, Camnery uh, last month, and, and we'll also wow. have a, a, another That's top a 10 game. player to be announced soon. Yeah. Hey, hey Nicholas, what, what sort of horizon does this look like for you? You know, you've got the Australian Open, uh, which is only three hours away from here. Do you think we could, we could match that with this uh, this ASB tor- tournament, or is it just something that you've got a bigger picture to play here? 
but we, you know, we, we need to be realistic at the same time. We, we're never going to match the level of a, of a Grand Slam tournament. This is, you know, it's mm. the ultimate uh, thing thing in the tennis world. But you know, whenever we we speak to the players and, and we can see that we we can make it happen and make it work with the schedule, then you know, it's it's up to us to to provide the uh, the, the proper environment uh, for them, but also for for what was planned to uh, for for the, the the tournament to be a to be a success. Hey, uh, also just quickly, um, I know it's all it's all gr- nice to be able to promote the best tennis players around the world and how good is it to have them in their own backyard. But what are the things are you going to be doing to, are you setting up like uh, programs once these players come over? Is there going to be an opportunity for young tennis players in New Zealand to go chance your arm and you know, rub shoulders with one of the best in the world? Yeah, it's it, it's part of the obligations. Um, they, they owe us some um, uh, hours in terms of uh, activations or, so we're planning on, on organizing some, some activities around the tournament. Um, next year, we would more, most likely have a, a, an initiative in, uh, in our uh, Manukau Tennis Center in, in South Auckland. Uh, and we would love to, to take the tournament to um, uh, new, new communities around, around the city. Beautiful, beautiful. I remember a couple of years ago, um, Artie Savia and Julian Savia had a game against the Williams Twins, and it was uh, one of the funniest things I've ever had to watch. But it was cool. And so I was just wondering, like, the young tennis players would be really excited to maybe, I don't know, hit a, have a little hit with Coco Goff or, or Cam Norrie. I think it'd be outstanding. Uh, quickly, before we let you go, if we're going to head to the ASB Classic and you're a fan, what are some of the things that we'll be able to see and witness? What are, you know, some of the behind the scenes that you, we can look forward to if we head along? Well, the, um, the serve, as you, you may have known it, uh, back, back in 2020, will, will still be there. So, yep. you know, it's a combination of, uh, you know, food and, and, and beverage offerings, uh, live music. You can watch the, the, the matches on the big screens, and then you can head to either center court to, to see the action or, or the uh, outside court, see the, the, the top stars uh, practicing. And, and, and obviously, uh, it's also an opportunity to, to approach them. Beautiful. Nicholas Ramplin, he's tar- director, tournament director for the ASB Classic. Hopefully, next he'll be announcing Sam Wawrinka. How good would that be, eh? <laughs> let's, let's see what happens. <laughs> Oh, that's not a no. <laughs> oh, that's not a no. Okay, love it. Thank you so much, Nicholas. Have a great day. Appreciate your time this morning. Thanks, thanks very much. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye. Oh, it's one of the great tournaments, lads. Have you have you been? Yeah, I've been. I've been Plenty. a couple of times actually. Yeah, love it. Oh. Love it. Oh, I was just so gutted. Look, it's had a beautiful time of the year. Sun's still shining. The champagne's flowing. Man, they do it well. That was obviously with Carl Budge when he was a part of it. So Nicholas is taking over the helm, and um, he's already done a good job. And Cam Norrie obviously made it to the Wimbledon semis and uh, obviously got knocked out over there, but classy player. Oh, good to witness him. Absolute gun. Um, is he your like this? I actually, a couple of years ago, uh, when Jeannie Bouchard came out, uh, got to meet Jeannie. Why would I love that? Oh, because you've mentioned her before. <laughs> yeah, I follow her on Instagram. Oh, right. Oh, do you? Why? 
She's a good tennis player. Yeah, that's right. And so a couple of years ago, she came out to New Zealand and and was I think Caro was Nyaki. She was a big supporter of Carl's, and yeah. they they became quite good friends. And she was out here. We we obviously had Venus out uh, a lot. Um, Julia Gurges, and it was that year. But anyway, a couple of them went down to the Ellerslie races. So they uh, Paul Wilcox and Carl Budge kind of had a little bit of a. They kind of worked out together that, you know, they're the two big events on at this time of year around the New Year's period. So at the New Year's Day races, Jenny Bouchard went out there and did a fashion in the field thing, got her down at the racetrack with the Auckland Racing Club at the time and along next to the ASB Classic. And they did a really good job of kind of getting there and cross-pollinating across a couple of Auckland mm-hmm. events. And it was really cool to see, like, a genuine... Because, to be fair, look, Jenny Bouchard, she'll be the first to admit it. Her, her tennis, her personality is more... she's actually just like a social media influencer these days and plays tennis and she's back playing <laughs> tournaments after her shoulder surgery so it's great to see her playing tennis again but it was awesome to see a person of that profile down at Ellerslie at the races for New Year's Day and that's what the ASB Classic can do because they actually draw global megastars Kempi. Yeah the, uh, look have them have them coming to any type of event uh, when Serena Williams walked into the the country, it was like, wow, you know, we've attracted some yeah. of the other calibre of Serena Williams down here. I, I, I wanted to ask him the question. I, I think where they're positioned down the bottom of town there is fantastic. You know, Stanley Street, they're right next to the domain. What would be really good, because not everyone can get into that that stadium to watch the tennis, is go up to the domain, have a festival, put some bands on, put a car boot. You know how like the NFL do a car boot and a big screen? Mm. And invite mm. families to the domain on the weekend to watch it on a big screen. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? So you're actually there, you can hear the noise, but you've got a whole festival going on up the back there. Um, for the people that can't ever get into the ASB uh, tennis, you know, that's a thing about uh, what I call elite sport, is that some people just will never, ever get to watch it. And if you get to mm. go to a tent, like, I never even knew this, but when you're watching stuff on t- TV like tennis and cricket, you can actually see the ball. You know what I mean? You can see that yeah. s- the, the speed of the ball and like when they're bowling and when they're hitting the tennis ball. When you go to the tennis and the cricket, you can't see the ball. It's like <laughs> it's like ten times quicker. You just get a whole different feel for it. So it'd be cool, you know, if they're thinking that sort of way. To I like that question you had, Izzy, is like, what's for the locals? You know, not mm. just the the kids that want to play on the tennis court, but what's for the, what's for the locals that can get down to Stanley Street, maybe the domain, and enjoy that atmosphere, even if they're two hundred feet away from it. Well, that's what it's about, eh? activation. So they've, they've got an obligation to head out and, and do some activations, which I'm, I'm pretty sure most of them will, will agree to because that's what it's about. They come over, they've got to experience Aotearoa in, in New Zealand. And, uh, and Kempi, honestly, yeah, look, not everyone can experience it, but if you do get the opportunity, you will love it. Worst thing about it, Louis, and I know you, this, you'll find this very difficult, is you've got to shut up. You gotta be quiet when they're serving, mate. It's so you just like want to talk to your mates, and they're like, "Shh." You're like, "Oh." So you gotta sit there in silence while they're playing. You gotta, you know, you gotta watch world class tennis, yeah. especially when you're on your third <laughs> bottle of champers. Yes, that's right. <laughs> oh yeah, the the Mo, the Moe and Shandon tent went real good. Uh, it's a hell of an event. But that being with all that said, you know the the obvious thing for Nicholas Lamperton is he's got a hell of a job to do to live up to what Carl mm. built down there at Stanley Street. You drive past it after you'd been in it, you'd go, how did they get all that in that little patch of grass on that little yeah. side berm there? It is incredible what they managed to do with that landscape. It was cool, honestly. Very clever cool, architecturally. Mate. They had the pool in there at one year. They had, um, obviously, the, the live music, and he's got a big job to live up to it. So who do you want to see? Are we going? 
Of course we we're go. going. Come on. Come on, Nicholas. <laughs> Get us in there, mate. Mate, you'll be bouncing out of R&V and you'll be straight up to Auckland January 3rd for the opening day of the women's event. Cut it out, yeah, is he? No, I will be. Yeah, I'm going to R&V. 20th year, Kempi. 20th year, mate. Oh, you think he's joking? Daisy. I'm oh. going R&V, Kempi. 29th, mother. Let's, let's, do, let's, do a li- let's do a live uh, cross from our... <laughs> RV. I'll do it live. Rhythm and Vines. I'll do it live. I'll do it live. You probably won't hear me, but I'll do it live. Yeah, we probably don't want to hear you. Double eight double three oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. Who is the tennis star that would move the needle for you? Who would you go who would you go pay good money to go see at the ASB Classic? Help Nicholas out. Who do you want to see? Put a name put a put a target on someone, is he? Yeah, look, I just remember a couple of years ago, they had Gustavo Quetin, who was my favourite tennis player. Loved how he played tennis. And then I've had Marty Fish, but they haven't had, really had the same status on the men's side, so it was quite interesting to, to hear him say that, look, they just... The calendar. The calendar doesn't yeah. fit. Yeah. But, man, if they sort that out and they have both, because the women's, wow, they got superstars galore when they come. Genuine superstars. Like, mm. you, you, yeah, it's kind of you're gobsmacking to see that we get them here. Good messages here, son, to come through on double eight, double three. More than a brothers, Louie. I Brett tipped me number nine, race sevens. Oh, yes, sans doity and Talpo. I'm on fifty dollar bonus bet. Wow, she looked like a little bit of a freak from her trial. She's the bottom with the book in race number seven. It's going to be a good Phillies race and one to follow moving forward. But we're going to talk some golfers. Yes, that's right. In a golfing year, which has been split with. A split with half incredible triumphs and half nasty bickering and posturing with the LOV's introduction to the sport. This weekend's Tour Championship will have it all. The final event of the FedEx Cup playoffs is designed to reward the Tour's most consistent player with huge prize money, $18 million in fact. And we've all come to realise how important that part still is to these golfers over recent times. Will Gray is a golf journalist for the NBC Sports Betting and he's online with us now. Hey, Will, thank you so much for joining us, mate. Yeah, no problem. Good to be with you guys. Yeah, appreciate it. Hey, we'll cut straight to the chase. FedEx Cup, you've got Scotty Scheffler on top, 10 under. You've got Patrick Canley, 8 under. How's it all looking, mate? Where are you steading? Where are you heading towards in the FedEx? Yeah, I think that it makes sense that you have those two guys up at the top. I think Scotty Scheffler, you know, head to tail, has had the best season of the year, including that Masters win. Mm. Patrick Cantlay, obviously... As a defending FedEx Cup champ, he won 15 mil last year. He might win 18 mil this year. Those yeah. sort of paychecks will keep the live folks at bay. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's interesting that, you know, today in the U.S. that you had Will Zalatoris withdraw because of a back injury. So yeah. all of a sudden he went from seven under and potentially within striking range of an $18 million uh, payday to he's in last place. That's still, you know, only quote unquote get you half a mil. But man, what a, what a poor <laughs> timing for that injury. What, what happened there? What happened with uh, what, so well? He's obviously withdrawn. Is it is it quite serious? Quite bad? What's the update? Yeah, it, you seems, it seems pretty bad. I mean, he was he injured himself last week. He injured himself last week. Yep, we saw that, and he had to withdraw because he was quite. A, he was at the top of the leaderboard too, so it was quite difficult. But he's had to withdraw, and Will Zalatoris was seven under, and now he's at the... Oh, man. It sounds pretty serious, Louis. It sounds pretty serious, Will Zalatoris, who actually won his first event in the PJ. I know. I'm not surprised if the LRV hasn't already chased him. They probably have. He would have gave us a little update. Will, Will. Yes. You're yeah, back. sorry about that. Okay, sorry. Uh, it's okay. Uh, but yeah, yeah so, so it's quite serious. I mean, 
Yeah, it's definitely a serious injury. He's out of the Tour Championship, and he's out of the President's Cup next month. So that gives you kind of a timetable that not only can he not tee it up this week, but he's out a month from now. So uh, the, the diagnosis is two herniated discs in his back, and it's going to take him definitely some time to recover. Hey, well, what about the, um, the staggered starts? Are they working well? Uh, man, who, depends on who you ask. <laughs> I, I like the, <laughs> the, the creativity. Uh, I don't know that I necessarily love the, the end product. I hate that this counts as an official win. I don't think that that's how it should be, but that's kind of inside baseball. You know, it's tough when you have only three playoff events. You have to find that mix where you're rewarding the playoff you know, results. You want to make it matter week to week, but you're still you don't want to throw away 40 plus weeks of regular season play. I don't think that Sepp Straka deserves to be on level footing with a guy like Cam Smith this week, but that's kind of mm. how the format has has shaked out, and uh, we'll see how it goes this week. We haven't had the situation yet where you have someone really come from beyond the pack, from you know seven, eight, nine shots back to win this thing. Eventually, if they keep going, they're going to get one of those weird weeks, but. Uh, as long as the chalk keeps winning and you have a guy like Scheffler or Cantlay come home with the prize this week, it'll probably seem like the right result. Yes. As obviously, Patrick, and, and you got Scheffler at the top. You just touched on it. Cameron Smith, he's four under. Is there, if anyone's going to do the unthinkable, who is playing quality golf to, to potentially push to chase that 18 million? And he got second place, six and a half million. Man, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be amazing to watch. I will, I will say the uh, the Zelatoris withdrawal now puts Rory and Cam Smith playing together in the first round. So you kind of have uh, the hero and the villain from the PGA Tour's perspective. Uh, with Cam Smith having one foot out the door, it seems for the Live Tour, uh, they're going to be playing in, in the opening round. But yeah, I think that that group, even if you go back to the the bottom guys, someone like Sahith Sigala, who is has had no thoughts of even being in the Tour Championship as of three or four weeks ago. You know, all of a sudden, you've got a chip in a chair in terms of poker, and you've got a chance. And, you know, if he gets in with a 65 or a 66 on Thursday, mm. now instead of being 10 back, he's 6 or 7 back. Stranger things have happened. Mate, so, uh, so, sorry, sorry. I was just going to say that Sahith Sagala, he got – he made his break at the Waste Management. Now he got a sponsor's um, – sponsors uh ticket to that yeah. and it's how he's taking off from there hey eh? man it's a wonderful story sorry keep it you go no no i was just going to say that meeting that tiger held um it's been called he's been called the new commissioner what do you think this is all about mate um is he doing his best to make sure that the boys stay with the pga yeah pretty much i mean i have been surprised at how open and vocal and public tiger has been we haven't seen him that much but he certainly went out of his way to make some public statements at the Open Championship at St. Andrews, which really isn't his his calling card. He likes to keep things close to the vest. But uh, it seems like he and Rory have kind of become a Batman and Robin for the PGA Tour right mm. now, where they're trying to find ways to keep the top players at home and keep them from defecting to this Saudi-backed uh, you know, startup with Greg Norman. There's all, all reports indicate that there are going to be some top players that are about to go after the Tour Championship, certainly Cameron Smith is among those that are, are most likely to go based on reports, but we'll have to see how it shakes out. I, I think that this is a big turning point for the, for the PGA tour as their product is really being challenged for the first time ever, frankly, but having someone like tiger in their corner as a, as a voice of, of reason. And as Rory called him, he's an alpha in the room in that, mm. in that meeting in Delaware. I, I think that it really helps their cause to potentially keep some of the younger guys, especially still at home. Have the PGA got enough, uh, firepower to to encourage these players to stay. I know there's been 
a 50, 50 million bonus pool called the Impact Player Pool that is pays the top 10 leading players how much attention they get. Like, Have they got enough initiatives to encourage these players to stay, you feel? Uh, I, I think they're on the right track, but they're a big ship, and it's it's tough to turn that thing very quickly. I mean, you look at they did the player impact program. They threw $50 million at it, and a year later, five out of the top ten that, that made money from that are playing for Liv. So that certainly uh, didn't help them with, with some of those guys. Uh, I, I think that they're getting there in terms of structuring some different tournaments. There's a lot of talk about having – you know, essentially big, bigger tournaments with bigger payouts with the top guys. A lot of the comments we've heard from Rory and some of the other guys is that the top players just don't play together enough. You've got the majors, you got the players, you have these playoff events, and outside of that, they might go six, seven weeks without all kind of getting together and hashing it out. I think that that's better for the game, that's better for the viewers, and it's better for the players uh, if the money is there. So I would be, be wary if I was the tour. I don't want to get into a spending uh, fight with the live folks because they've definitely got deeper pockets than anyone else in the world, frankly. Uh, but I, I think that they are starting to come around, even though it's a few months too late, of like, all right, here are some ways where we can really shift our product and make it better and keep these guys here. Beautiful, beautiful. A little question on the on the temper bed post text machine for you, Will. Would he would you entertain a change the tour championship to match play? Example one v thirty on Thursday, maybe two games Friday, then Sunday final. Would that be more entertaining for yourself? Yes, yes. Sign me up. Let's go let's get the top thirty guys <laughs> there, have two rounds of, of stroke play and get it down to the top sixteen, go into match play. And then you go from there. How how great would it be to have Scheffler and Cantley mm play an 18-hole match at Eastlake for 18 million bucks. I think that would be awesome. You would have viewers engaged. Uh, I, I don't, you know, I like that they tried something different with the format. I don't love the current format, but yes, absolutely. Get me to match play. Get me one one high-stakes match uh, on Sunday, and I'm definitely in. Beautiful, mate. Appreciate you coming on the on the show. Will Gray, uh, golf journalist for the NBC covering things. Golf, LIV, the FedEx Cup. Who's going to take it out and win 18 million big ones? How good. Thank you, Will. All right. Thanks, guys. There you go. And I agree. I agree, Mm. Izzy and Kimpy. Like, match play, stroke play into match play would be a superb way. And do you know what? They have to start doing something a little bit different. they got to innovate. It's a bit weird, isn't it, that staggered start? I think the whole the whole point is trying to reward the guys for consistency, yeah. but mm. it's just it yeah. comes across a bit when you get to the final hurdle. It just doesn't quite have that uh, that last little bit of appeal. Right, got to head off and be back. A couple of texts here, one from Dave. We'll get to after this. Oh, mate. Well, let's get let's get back to and talk a bit of uh, racing. I love it. Multiple float loads of nice horses. Stepping out at Topo today as the spring preparations are well underway for all connections with lofty ambitions. Yeah, man, can't wait. Group one. There are there are a lot of horses that will be able to follow today, having their campaign start at the races in Topol. But we've got the uh, trainer of La Creek joining us today, Katrina Alexander, and she's on the line now. Morena Katrina. Hi, guys. How are you? Yeah, really good. I'm going to go straight to the question. What's the plan today for La Creek? Okay, so she's obviously had the trial under about at Cambridge the other day, just sort of gave her a quiet day out, really. Uh, so today we just probably need to see a little bit more pressure put on her, um, but we're going over a further distance too. So just another nice solid trial that will bring her on. What What are the benefits from this, uh, Katrina? Like, um, 
yeah, like what other other benefits if I'm not get, not chucking around to have a race with other horses, but just easing her into it? Why why are you doing that? Well, really, the only suitable option um, as a lead up to the Hawksway Carnival would have been to go to the Foxbridge on Saturday. Um, yeah. I didn't feel like I needed to do that with her. Like she goes pretty well fresh up. Um, she's quite easy to prepare for a fresh up run. Um, so I would take the gamble and go straight into the Tarzino instead. Yeah. How much, Katrina, do you know about a mare resuming from their three... Well, she's a filly and she's come back. She's obviously strengthened. I've seen some photos of her and some videos of her trotting up and things. She looks bigger and stronger. But until you actually see her in race pressure and see if the mental capacity is still there, like how much can a trainer know about that transition from a three-year-old filly to a four-year-old mare? Yeah, you did right, really, and that's always the, you know, the fingers crossed moment that they do come back as they were before they went out. Um, funny things happen to fillies and years at this time of the year. So, um, but all indicators with her is she's pretty much um, as we know her to be. She's got a game face on now, I believe. She's um, she's ready and asking to do more work, and she still seems to have the same attributes and personality as we had throughout her campaign last time. So, at this point in time, that's really. All I can go off with her, um, but you're right, until you can put them under pressure um, when it's needed um, and you get a result, you, you always mm. On that road to tape or a little bit patchy reception, we'll see if uh, Katrina's there in just a second, but it's, it's always a funny one and trainers, all the good trainers, exactly what Katrina's just said to you, there guys, like the, the transition from three to four it can do funny things, but Hopefully she comes back because we've had lots of texts, Kempi, people wanting to know if she's going to run on a Cox Plate. <laughs> so, I don't oh, know. Oh, that's a, that was the next question I was going to ask you about the Cox Plate because mm. everyone who owns a horse wants it to be, you know, a Cox Plate runner, let alone a, you know, if you can get there and win it. Um, so, which is pretty pretty uh, hard to do when you've declared Animo the one to beat in the Cox Plate. Well, it's it is you know you're talking about the best of the best. Like the Cox Plate's the one that all the trainers want, isn't it, Katrina? Well, yeah, that's but yeah, it's a pretty classic for the race, isn't it? And it'd be a, a lovely race to have a horse in. But um, yeah, whether I don't know, we have we have we thought along those lines. I think she is that type of horse. The distance would certainly suit her. Um, but whether that's this campaign or maybe we save that um, and do a full spring campaign next time round. So. Yeah, a lot will depend after we've got this first race out of the way. Oh, I'm looking forward to it because La Creek was phenomenal last year, last campaign, so I'm looking forward to it. But today, I've had a... Look, the boys give me a bit of stick here because I tend to stop horses, but I've got alchemia in my <laughs> multi. So you're obviously headed along to Type 4, Race 6, Sticky Barrier. How's she going? Yeah, look, she's going well. Um... I'm kind of mindful a little bit that this is probably 100 metres too far for her. She's, she's, she showed that she's you know, really, really confident over 1,200 metres and very hard to beat um, at that distance. She's got that rhythm down down perfect. So unfortunately, there was no uh, bang on suitable race for her to go to. So we've, we've opted for the 1,300 top, top here. Three, so though, eh? get... Top three, Top three. Yeah, well, I would like to think so. Oh, she's been working well. Um, she's an honest very honest here, and um, yeah, I, and the conditions here today should be. And what about race seven? You're fully in their tantrums. Great name. Was that named after Izzy? <laughs> Possibly. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know if it was a great name. 
it was quite hard to get a jockey for her early on. Um, yeah, she's uh, she's trained on well. She should uh, she should be competitive. Uh, awesome stuff, oh. Katrina. Yeah, is there anything else in your um, today? Well, you guys have been building back nicely over the last couple of years, and obviously, La Creek, it's just a put you put you firmly back on the map, you and Simon. And a lot of pressure comes with a good horse, as you know. You've had them throughout the years. Is there anything else in your stable you're excited about to step out over the next couple of months? Um, we've still, you know, got a relatively young team, but if Frank's come back from Australia, we're, we're sure it's disappointing, and I think she's still got some good runs in her. Um, Chitoki's just come back into the stable, um, come off a, a slow build-up. So be exciting to see if he can um, put him his best self forward um, in the next few months. Um, but I've got a couple of lovely, uh, yeah, just turned three-year-old fillies that I'm very hopeful for. A lovely Bellardo filly, um, a nice El Rocker and a nice written tycoon. So quite excited about getting them out to the trials um, once the weather improves. Oh, awesome. We'll be looking out for your uh, your attack with the Phillies again uh, over the spring. Great to chat to you and all the best down at Topol today. Oh, actually, what time? If we want to watch La Creek Gallop, what time is it? Do you know? Well, I know they're not um, they're not showing them live, but I believe they've been shown between races at some point, but I can't tell you what two races those were, sorry. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, not much no, that's all right. Yep. We've, got, <laughs> we've got Thad Taylor coming up, so we'll make sure he's got the uh, information. Appre- um, appreciate yep. your time, Katrina. All the best. No worries, guys. Thanks for that. See ya. There you go. Yeah, Katrina. She's got me excited, boys. She's got me excited. Yesterday, I got a, I got a message, an email from Chris Waller, the one and only Chris Waller. And uh, my horse had a wee jump out yesterday, boys. Pango. So we've named it Pango. It's a black nice. colt. Yeah. And um, he was given a 900-metre jump out at Rose Hill this morning, accompanied by one other stable mate and ridden by James McDonald. He left the gates well and was quickly into a nice rhythm as he placed in unison with his rival. Approaching the bend when, when the tempo was increased slightly, he kept up a strong gallop right to the line under minimal riding oh. across the line with his partner. Jay's reported on pulling up that he gave him a good feel throughout and his fitness levels will be improved sharply from the hill hit out this morning. So I'm very happy with the progress he's showing and because of this, we'll push on to an official trial at Rose Hall on the 6th of September. P- P- P.S. Here's your bill for the last month. <laughs> <laughs> I've already paid the last month, KB. <laughs> but it's good when you get an update like that because when you pay them, you get nothing. Exciting. You're like, uh, but now I'll pay anything. Go. Ma- mate, oh like that's like, Keep it up. R- hey, you know, the the, the, the <laughs> you, you probably don't have to do Well, Alan's a bit different for you, Kempe. But the art of reading between the lines from what trainers tell their owners, it's like a, it's a craft. And to be honest, yeah. that's pretty exciting. That is actually pretty exciting. 100%. And, you know, to you, you want them to he, – so there's, there's things here. A, he's jumped out of the barriers. Yep. He hasn't thrown the yep. jockey off in the barrier. Then he's got into stride mm. and he's found he's got level with his opponent. Then he hasn't run off the track at the bend. So he's not – he's mm. actually knows what he's there to do. And then he's under his own steam been able to find the line. You're going to know a lot more in the trial, is he? But that's really exciting yeah. for Pungal, mate. So he's three, right? He's a three-year-old gelding? Yeah. Three-year-old gouting and um, – no, three-year-old colt. We were going to get him gouted and um, – well, am I right? So he hasn't been gouted yet. He hasn't been gouted. Whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. no. Why group no, one no, stallion? No, we, we, oh, we've got a stallion, stallion syndicate. Yeah, so we're going to and then um, 
we spoke to Chris Waller, and then he said, is this a you thing? He's like, nah, yeah, yeah, because he didn't even know. He goes, oh, no, nah, no, nah, we're not getting that gelded. So we haven't got a gelded. So, no, he's a cult. He's <laughs> a three-year-old cult. And, um, yeah, so he's he's going to push on and just encouraging signs, lads. I'm, I'm pretty excited. The worst thing is we've got to kind of go and get the pronunciation to the to the commentators of Australia because they're going to call it Pungo. Let's or, let's you know, get Darren Flindell. Okay, let's get Darren Flindell on the show because he's a great yes, dude. Please. He's a legend. Yep. He's a legendary race caller, and he's actually a ripping dude. And he will one hundred percent. He will listen if we ask him to. Let's do that. But we, before okay. is when he gets nominated for a race, we'll get Darren on and we'll say you got to do this right. You got to do this justice. And mm. Izzy, so you think there's a horse this weekend by so you think who, by the way, is becoming a, a just a legendary sire. Um, there's a horse this weekend called Elation for mm-hmm. the the Price and Kent Stable over there racing in the Mimsy. It's only had three races. It's undefeated. And watch it this weekend in the Mimsy and then just let yourself get excited, mate. Let yourself dream about what might be for Pungo. Oh, I'm hoping. Look, it's a little bit of excitement anyway, so hopefully it can just keep continuing. It's good. Good training and, and push out. But, yeah, boys, we've, we've got the colours all sorted and the names sorted. And, well, J-Mac read it already. I was like, mate, we'll get you on every time if you want, brother. <laughs> mate, you need to start getting in James, J-Mac's DMs now and just start start buttering up. So when... Do you know what? I was actually going to flick him a message. I was going to go, just write to him, hey, bro, um, Pungo. I've obviously read an email, but deep down, what do you reckon? Do it. <laughs> You've got to do it because there'll become a time, is he, when he'll have a choice of five Chris Waller horses in the same race and he'll be able to think, oh, no, there's that real famous ass 66 test all black that reached out. <laughs> He's in the ownership. You leverage it, mate. Um, just before we head off, just to round out my selections for Topor today, if we could bet on La Creek, I would, Kempi, because... She's got a bit of something, but we can't. But we could find out when she's galloping. Can't with... bet them all. Can't take them all, Louis. And I want to know when Pongal's racing. It's first race, country races, going to be set up. Probably go to Musselbrook. Hawkesbury, Musselbrook. <laughs> Somewhere. Yeah. Oh. Musselbrook. Mid- I'm excited, mid- boys. What about that? Musselbrook midweek, 150 grand. Giving it to everything now, every single time. It's a heart and sort of mindset of an individual kind. It's a matter of having something to believe. Oh, they test us, don't they? They test Smithy. He called them garbage in a sermon yesterday, but it's a matter of faith. The Vodafone voicemail has been running hot for you to be able to come through and leave a message of support to our Kiwi League players doing their good service over there in the NRL and they have been able to come home. We've been able to reward a few people with prizes. Here are some of the voicemails you've left them. Warriors, you got this. Let's smash those titans. Let's go, baby! Up the Warriors! <laughs> <laughs> wow. Every time. Oh. Always surprises me, the level of... <laughs> Eat, we get down the line. But I suppose if you're leaving a voicemail, you don't have to actually speak to someone. You can just yell at them. This week's Vodafone winner, Anthony Noor. He's an Otara. And he has won himself a brand new Oppo phone. Oh, let's see what he said to hey. get that. Go the mighty Vodafone Warriors and smash those titans! Fair enough. He's <laughs> broken the microphone see? on his old phone. 
That's it's, all you have to do. That's all you have to do, Kempe, and you get a free phone. Everyone loves freebies. Come on. Oh. Do it. Even gorse pockets. <laughs> Especially gorse pockets. The Vodafone voicemail on fire again for another week. Oh, the Titans game. Surely we get a win to end the year, Kempe. Of course we do. Yep. Mm. Different team at home. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.